Hi, and welcome to Quilt Connections. I'm Karen Ponichelle, your host, and today my guest is Judy Bastian. Judy is a quiltist from Greensboro, North Carolina, who creates original art quilts that are inspired by her photographs. She has just opened a new solo exhibit at Paige Walker Arts and History Center in Cary, uh, last year, Judy had a solo, a, a solo exhibit at Revolution Mill in Greensboro. Her work has been juried into Excellence in Fibers 5, quilt, quilt, Art Quilt Elements in Wayne, Pennsylvania, and Fishers in Springfield, Oregon. One of her latest quilts from the Revolution Mill's Quilts from the Mills series will be on display in Houston in the Tactile Architecture exhibit. And Judy was just spotlighted in the February-March issue of Quilting Arts Magazine. Welcome, Judy. Good morning, Karen. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. So I wanted to talk with you um, particularly about uh, solo shows and juried shows because I see, I see on Facebook all the time that you seem to be getting into a lot of these wonderful shows. Um, so tell us what uh, started you on the path of entering um, juried shows. I wanted to see how my work stands up to other art quilters, and when I enter a judge show, I enjoy receiving feedback from the judges. And I would love to hear from the jurors about you know, whether or not the quilt got in, what they saw in the quilt, and what attracted them. So what I've started to do, and I know many do, I see who the jurors are, and then I go look at their styles and see if my work um, fits in what they have in mind. Because usually there's a statement of what they're looking for in the show. So that's always a good clue as to how my work would um, do against the other quilts. Okay, okay. So in these in these juried um, exhibits, they give you um, uh, feedback? They do not, unfortunately. Oh, they do. And I, I've had discussions with other quilters about it, and I can understand, uh, you know, the jurors are looking at hundreds of quilts. And if you take the AQS shows, the Houston shows, they are looking at so many entries. I can understand why the feedback um, isn't given from the jurors. Oh, okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. But like in like AQS show, um, like some of the AQS contests and um, Houston, um, if you uh, get your uh, quilt in that, they, they do give you uh, feedback for some of those particular shows. When it's judged, yes. Yes, okay. It's, and with some shows, there's also an opportunity to have the quilt appraised. So that's also a valuable part about the quilting. I know Houston had that opportunity. Okay, okay. Um, and do you, as as far as like the, the shows or the exhibits that you enter, um, is there a specific theme that you're looking for? I know you said that you looked at, you look at the, the juror and the, um, like the, uh, information about the show is there any specific theme that you like to enter i keep my mind open um some themes inspire my designs and other themes suit the quilts that i've created so it depends on what the theme is and if it's one that stretches me uh, 
I'll I'll give it a try. And I might create the quilt and then decide it didn't come out exactly as I planned, so it it would go on to something else. Uh, but it all depends on what what the theme is. And I know Sakwa has many different um, calls to entry and also the individual Sakwa shows. So I look at the venues, I, I look at information about how many quilts they're looking for. Um, sometimes they're looking at 40 quilts and they might get 500 entries. Right. So, you know, with entry fees being about $35, $45, and that's usually um, allowing you up to three entries. So I, I balance the theme, uh, sort of where the, uh, the show is going, and, and again, I look at the jurors to see if it's something that I want. And then there are other places where they're on my list to enter, and I, yeah, I haven't gotten there yet. I want to make sure that I give full attention to my designs and my quilts so I don't enter lots and lots of shows. I, I choose them carefully, and I don't get into all of them, and that's fine. Yeah, yeah. It's... Um, it's I have entered um, a few uh, a few of these uh, Sakwa exhibits and haven't gotten in. And you know I understand um, that you can't uh, be chosen for everything, but it's it's always interesting to see you know what gets in because um, some of the things I'm you know what I was thinking about um, and someone else's idea or vision for. Um, this you know a particular show is completely different so it was like oh wow you know it you know really cool to see what other other people um think about and how it you know how the theme um comes across to them oh yeah and the interpretation of the jurors and sometimes with the entries i've hung several quilt shows and you begin to see themes as the quilts come in so when you put the theme out there, you're not sure what's going to come in. And so the jurors want a cohesive show to put together. And there might be a phenomenal quilt, but it just doesn't quite fit with, um, it doesn't play well with the others. It might do great in another show, right. and that's fine. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is there any, like off the top of your head, can you think of like any specific themes that you, um, that you are attracted to? I tend to go towards the abstract designs and, um, color, color families, whether it's muted tones or the secondary tones, um, where color and value are an important part of design. And, my work now has evolved into designs inspired by my photography. So I might have images printed on fabric, or I might create abstract designs based on photographs. So it, it depends on basically what strikes me okay. on that design. I don't, there are some artists who work in a pretty narrow range. I like to broaden my range, and when you see the quilts together, you can see the thread run through it, but I like to have them each stand on their own. 
Sure. Okay. Okay. You also have had um, a couple of uh, solo um, sh- solo shows, um, and that's that's wonderful. Um, so with a, sh- a solo show, you um, have to create a series. Talk to me and give us some tips about creating a series. That is fun. Um, the first thing of creating a series is I have to figure out what the theme is, what is going to hold the quilts together and what ties them together and then deciding whether the quilts will be the same size the same fabrics a similar palette um, coordinating techniques and there are some series that I've made the same size Mm -hmm. the mill series they were all different sizes I had some that were six feet wide I had some that were um, 30 inches wide it and with the mill series um, Revolution Mill is a renovated um, co- uh, denim mill in uh, Greensboro. Mm-hmm. And when they were renovating it, I asked the manager if I could just photograph the place because it just has these wonderful 15-foot windows and the texture of the brick and the wood flooring and just the history of the building. And I went on a couple of trips and just photographed like crazy. And then I chose my favorite pictures. Some I had printed on fabric, and some I made into the abstract designs. So the the theme on that show was the mill, the building, the textures of the floor, and getting some of the history into it. The series I'm working now, I'm almost about halfway done. I've printed photographs, and I'm using the same layout, both horizontally and vertically. So the horizontal quilts will be the same size, Mm -hmm. the vertical quilts will be the same size, and the background fabric is the same. Everything else is different, and the layout of the quilts was inspired by a print I just happened to see at a framing shop when I went to see a photography exhibit. So the inspiration comes from unexpected places. Okay. And so uh, tell us a little bit about, um, you know, getting, you know, getting a show. How do you, how do you, how do you, how do you begin? How do you, you know, find a space? You know, what costs are involved? What What's involved in all of that? A lot of it is keeping your ears open. Uh, I got to know the property manager over at Revolution Mill. And as the mill was developed and businesses were moving in and artists were moving into the spaces, they hired a coordinator. And she gave me a call, and so we got together, and I showed her what I did. And then, I think it was about a year later, she said, I have some dates on the gallery. Which would you like? And and I chose a date, and Mm -hmm. in six months, I created the quilts, uh, the mill series. Um, and there were 17 quilts okay. in that series. So, yeah. And it, so sometimes I create the series and then look for places. Um, Paige Walker, I created the series, one series, three years ago, and then I updated it this year with pieces that are um, mounted on canvas. Huh? So it's the same photographs, and this was before I started printing the photographs on uh, fabric. So they're all pieced, paper pieced, appliqued, the traditional um, methods. So I've got a series of quilts in the second floor gallery, and the canvases in the display case in the lobby. 
So I wanted to show that you can take the same picture but come up with something very, very different. Okay. Yeah, okay. and then uh, with Carrie, they have open calls, so you submit your proposal to the town of Carrie, and they very much support artists. Oh. So they have several spaces in town, and they look at the proposals and look at where it might fit best, mm-hmm. and and then you get a contract, and everything is there uh, with the exhibit. I'm working on now, I'll be sending proposals out to various places around the country. So there are some exhibit spaces, uh, some museums. I'll send the proposal and see what comes back. Oh, okay. Okay. But the, but the series needs to be further along than it is now because I, I just don't want to rush the design part of it. Sure, sure. Yeah, but it's, you know, knowing your community and... Yeah, watching, you know, Facebook is a great place. There are lots of good art quilt groups. There are some closed, some open. And as you see people announcing their shows, you start looking at it. And look around your community. Um, Something like the hospital, there's usually some space in their banks or another place. Um, I know some groups have had uh, small exhibits in credit unions and banks. So as you go through your town, take a look at some of the public spaces and just go ask. Mm-hmm. Okay. All righty. Um, and I assume that you, um, you sell your works. I do. Okay. I do. And right now my emphasis is on the creating, but yeah, I Next on the list is creating a website so people can find me. Mm-hmm. Um, but right now it's been word of mouth and through some of the shows. And then I've received commissions from the shows uh, with the mill. I had sold one, and somebody wanted that quilt. And I make original art. I don't make the same quilt twice. So I made a variation for him, and I changed it enough because the original um, supporter was buying original art, mm-hmm. and I, it would just be wrong to just copy the quilt and sell a copy to somebody else. Yeah, I, that short changes both of them. Right, and so I made a variation so they were similar but different designs. Okay, okay. How um how is it um uh, selling your work? Is it I have. I have yet to, I think I've sold like one piece and I always kind of feel, feel like people have asked me, is, is this for, is this for sale? And I'm like, uh, no, uh, (laughs) how do you you get to that point where you sell it? It is, it is like sending your children out in the world, but if somebody enjoys my work enough that they would like to own it, I would love to have them have it. And I start with a formula based on size. Pricing is always a tricky part. Mm-hmm. And appraisal comes in handy um, to help with the pricing. But I'll start with that formula. And if I've done a lot of handwork or really intense quilting, or there's, there's something in there that's been a lot of work, maybe it's some piecing that really took a lot of work to put it together, then I adjust from there. But getting a formula um, is there, but uh, no, you'll never get minimum wage selling a quilt. Okay. And so I just look at it. If somebody 
um, this is a little bit off topic, but have you ever um, looked at doing any um, artist residencies anywhere? I have. Um, at this point, I'm not quite ready. Uh, one thing that's on the list, and I need to put, you know, it's a very loose idea. I would love to have a, a multi-day process workshop where you know, people know how to how to stitch, do the basic construction techniques, the finishing techniques, but coming up with the design that is their design. It's not just somebody's pattern or somebody. If they, they want to know how to take the next step, that's the kind of workshop that I'm heading towards. Oh, okay. Where, uh, I would love to open the door and, and help them find their voice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and... Uh, this fall, I organized a, a quilt retreat out at the Haw River State Park, and that was fun. Everybody just brought their work, and we just shared information. It was unstructured. There wasn't a guest artist or a teacher, and we didn't have any projects. Every retreat is different, and I encourage people to do retreats because you, you just go and sew for a couple of days, four days a week, however long it is. Mm-hmm. But that would be fun to do a residency. Um, would love to work with um, elementary children because their sense of creativity is just wonderful. And helping them get their ideas down would be great fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be fun. That would be fun. So what else is coming up? Any um, upcoming exhibits? Um, any, any future plans for you right now? exhibit is up through November 23rd and it's right next to the Amtrak station so if you don't care to drive in the triangle you don't have to okay wonderful and the artist reception is this Friday on the 25th and uh, one thing that Houston does is the artists record messages about the quilt what inspired them along the lines of the questions you're answering and so people can dial in with their cell phones and learn about the quilt. It's just a wonderful part of the exhibit because many times you wish the artist was there to talk to. So it's a one-way conversation, but you learn a little bit more about the quilt. Uh, and then with the Excellence and Fiber publication, the Muskegon, Michigan Museum of Art selected quilts from that show and that's going to tour between December 15th and March 15th of 2020. Um, I don't have the travel schedule yet and I do hope to um, go visit my quilt. It's, oh. it's, it's fun when when that does it. Uh, so right now the focus is on um, the series that I'm working on and I've got the pieces ready to go and when I do a series I work in sections, so I work four at a time, because if I tried to do it all, I don't think I'd ever get anything done. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So what I'll do is I'll piece four tops, and then I'll quilt four tops. Oh, okay. And then go on to the, and then I'll face them and do everything except the label. And I may, I haven't decided if I'm going to print the labels myself on an inkjet or send them out printed I'm still deciding on that one okay yeah and the label is very very important always remember to label your work absolutely 
and to put that label securely onto the quilt. Right. Um, because unfortunately, there are people that enjoy our work without um, asking us if they can have it. Right. Yeah. Right. So definitely, um, documenting your quilt is is very important. And when you put your work on the internet, there are some businesses that are. Uh, taking those images and selling it. So one clue on that, if you see something advertised as a quilt blanket for fifty nine ninety five, that's pretty much a red flag. Right. That something's not right about that. So if you see work online, just be very careful about that. Um, so, uh, yeah, with the series, that's, I would say, another nine to 12 months. That's what I was going to take. And then I'll do some small projects between. There are a couple of, um, oh, art quilt challenges I'm working on with a group. And oh, mm-hmm. uh, let's see, the Pacwa theme next year is Insight, I-N-S-I-G-H-T, not I-N-C-I-T-E. Okay. <laughs> so, so that one I'm letting some ideas percolate about. Uh, but I, I keep a folder, and I'll just write down the ideas and then I make sure to write the deadlines down. So I, I want to give myself plenty of time to think about it and do the piece correctly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I don't want to just rush my work and put it out there. And I would like to, you know, another goal is becoming a SACWA juried member, which involves submitting slides, artist statement, and basically putting yourself there to say, this is my work, this is my design, and then uh, receiving feedback on that. Yes, yes, that would be, that would be wonderful. That, yeah. I think that would be, that's a wonderful part of um, uh, the SACWA membership. Yes. That's, yes. A, that's a, a big goal in my life, too. <laughs> yeah, and there are mentors, so you can work with people before you submit it, and also looking at the new SACWA themes that have come up for next year to see what intrigues me, mm-hmm. what sparks my interest on that. And there will probably be a few other things that come in that I, I don't see on the horizon right now. Sure, sure. Okay. Well, thanks so much for talking with us today. Um, um, and anything, any any parting thoughts, any little tips? Oh, one thought that occurred to me when you look at art, it is not what you're looking at, it's what you see. So you might get two people looking at the same piece of art, but they see very, very different things. Oh, that's very true. So open your mind and you know, if whatever your medium is, try other medium. And it might spark something and just refresh your work a little bit. Just try something new and see what happens. Okay. Well, thanks. Thanks so much. Great. Thank you very much, Karen. All righty. Okay. Take care.